0: ghan 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 Hello, Romantics. Welcome to a part you, the Talk Film Society podcast that's all about falling in love on the big screen. I'm your host, Manish Mather, and you know what? It's the middle point of the Sports Romance miniseries. Just talked about She's the Man in the previous episode. And, um, you know, this, for, you know, kind of being the halfway point of this really fun little season I've been doing, I, I want to do something big and something exciting and something... Um, yeah, kind of important to, uh, you know, my own experience as someone that loves to watch movies and has been thinking about them. So talking about Ashutosh Gowariker's Lagan, Once Upon a Time in India, starring Amir Khan and Gracie Singh, uh, famously the third and as of now, last Indian movie to be nominated for best international feature film. Uh, definitely a colossal box office hit and probably known as one of the most popular movies of the 2000s, has done a lot for a lot of people. Very much an important movie, in my opinion. Um, And so for such a cool, fun movie to talk about, um, I wanted to bring bring on two really exciting guests, um, two guys that are really close to, my own cousins, Vikram Mathur and Kinjal Mathur. Hi, guys. Hey, Manish, so happy to be here. Yes, thank you so much for being here.
1: Hey, Manu, we've both been listening to you for a long time and have yeah. anxiously been waiting for the invite. So <laughs> excited that it was uh, it's a perfect movie to bring us on for.
0: Yeah, well, you know, because I was thinking about Lagan and just like its place as, you know, a, a movie um, in sort of Indian culture and also like the cross-cultural, you know, discussion of Indian movies here in the West. And, uh, you know, I wanted to bring guests who were probably like around my age to kind of remember what it was like kind of when this movie came out and what that impact was because I have very specific memories of kind of the, the 2001 but I guess my first question for, for you Vikram is kind of what was your experience of Lagan? I mean you were probably like I mean I was 12 so you're probably around the same age so do you remember what that was like for you kind of seeing it the first time, hearing about it, what was the yeah, your experience in the movie.
2: Absolutely, yeah. So uh, I remember first I'd seen the trailer on TV and, uh, you know, I got the sense that it's, you know, an old time period film and that it involves something with, you know, the Indians and the British. And, you know, at that time, I was very averse to what I thought was very violent Indian movies. So I thought, okay, it's going to be some freedom fighting type of movie. It's going to be very sad. It's going to, you know be depressing and you know uh, that's probably what it's going to be and then i remember when it came out and uh, i went to read one of the reviews and the review gave it a 10 out of 10 and it revealed nothing about the story it just said this is a great movie it's very much like surely i'm like okay interesting and then people went to see it around me and um they said that there's a cricket match. In the in the movie, and I said that that makes no sense. I I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> so then we went to see the movie, and even though it was what three and a half hours long, it held my attention the whole time. And it was not only was it not violent as I feared, but it was it was just something that was that had never been done before, and. Um, it was inspiring. It was uplifting. Mm-hmm. The music was great. The performances were great, and I was um, completely blown away. And I think I became an Amir Khan fan specifically after seeing uh, Lagan. So, what I thought it would be and what it ended up being um, were two separate things. And and uh, I loved it as soon as I saw.
0: It. Yeah, um, you know, I'm glad you brought up that review. Comparing it to Sholay because I remember that very specifically as well. Um, and I scoured the internet trying to find it. And I believe it was on Planet Bollywood, which is a site yes. that you and I both were obsessed with back in this time period. And I still try to go back and read those old music reviews and movie reviews just because there's really nothing else like it now. Um, and I cannot find this Lagan Sholay review um, and, you know, for listeners who don't know, Shole is, I think, the like, you know, it's like the Bollywood movie. It's the most famous one. Um, it's, you know, I think some people have said it's like the Lawrence Arabia or like the Casablanca of Indian movies, which, you know, however you feel about those kind of comparisons, I think it definitely has that place of being like the most important and famous Indian movie. Um, but yeah, I could not find that article or that review. Um, and, uh, you know, I've tried every formation of Planet Bollywood, Sholay Lagan, <laughs> Sholay Lagan review, but I can't seem to find it. Um, so it's long lost, but, um, I'm definitely glad you remember that because I was like, did I, did I imagine that? Did I forget about that? But, um, so yeah, uh, that very much mirrors my experience, but how about you, Joel? Where, where were you in 2001 and kind of what was your experience watching this movie? Did you see, did you see it actually back in 2001?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. My experience was a little bit different and just for reference, yeah, I love Bollywood movies and, and cinema in general, but not as much as the two of you. So you both probably knew about the movie well before I did. I was 11 at the time. So it released, I think um, mid 2001, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, we were actually living in West Virginia, which, um, especially in 2001 followed all the stereotypes you could think of. So there was not an Indian movie theater or any theaters playing Indian movies, um, for like within like a two hour radius. We had to go to, up to Columbus, Ohio, if we wanted to watch an Indian movie. Wow. So I, I, our friends or my parents' friends had a like really nice basement and like a, a movie theater in the house. So at some point they were able to get the their hands on the film and we watched in their basement. And so it's like all my my parents and their friends and then just me um sitting and watching what ended up being a three-hour, 42-minute long movie. And I remember while I watched it thinking it was the longest movie I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. It <laughs> and, and it probably was, you're right. Uh so I I enjoyed it and I really liked the music, which I'm sure we'll talk more about. Yeah. Um, but I I remember thinking that the cricket match went on for as long as I had been alive. And so <laughs> I was, I, I'd actually soured on the movie for many years. Um, but then when I revisited when I was older then it, we re- revisited after you told us you wanted to record this episode and really enjoyed it. And I thought it, it flowed really well. I was like waiting for the fluff to appear and it never really did. There there's one yeah. storyline that I could very much do without, but besides that, um, it, 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 it was great. So really enjoyed it. My only beef and part of it, the reason why I didn't like it at first was I was and still am, and I think both of you are as well, big Shah Rukh Khan fans. And yeah. that was the same year Kabi Kushi, Kabi Gum was released. And I wanted that to win all the awards. I wanted <laughs> Shah Rukh to win Best Actor and the movie to win Best Film. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't. Of course, Lagan won. And of course, was as you mentioned, one of the one of the only three Indian movies to be get the, the nomination at the academy awards so there's all this like you know love for Lagan and how important it was to cinema and I was like but you're forgetting about Shah Rukh Khan and this emotional scene he did with the meet the budget so yeah. I think there was also that that mini resentment from my end regarding the movie for a long time but um it, it's in terms of significance it, it's up there I think across you know any movie that that uh Bollywood has released and revisiting it it's like kind of timeless i mean obviously that takes place a long time ago but it still holds up um as vikramana mentioned too just the the acting's good the songs are great um it was one of the first like indian movies that i've seen that actually revolved around sports in some way shape or form and had that much um like content of sports in the movie and since then there's been a couple and like Chuck the India is up there and right now like cr- famous Indian cricket players are getting biopics and stuff. But for me at 11, that was one of the first I'd seen like that. And the fact they pulled it off pretty well was, was, um, something to applaud.
0: Yeah. I mean, I also feel like I soured on this movie too, for a bit, just because I mean, you know, we have the three cons, you know, Shah Khan, Amra Khan, Salman Khan. Um, and, you know, I think I was always Shah Rukh Khan, just because he made movies that I liked, you know, like, yeah, you know, Ruggier, as you mentioned, Bagohe, you know, eventually we and Devdas. Das as I got older, you know, these are all very important movies for me and Amir Khan. I think, I mean, this movie, I think really like reinvigorated his career. You know, this movie was comes out maybe a couple months later. Um, and that kind of like brings him into a whole new kind of, you know filmmaking style i think he becomes a producer for the first time on this movie and he becomes you know like i think his you know from what i read about his work on this movie is that he was just kind of like trusting the filmmaker to you know make whatever decision and spend whatever kind of money on the budget and just and was like okay you know i trust your vision um so it's like his it's like this movie he's like his 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 stamp is all over this movie, but like not in that he like took, took control of it, but more just like, I think he really started to appreciate, you know, what it means to be a producer and how like that role can help kind of these movies get made. Um, but yeah. And just as a kind of a quick summary, cause I'm kind of realizing that maybe not a lot of people who listen to this podcast might not know what this movie is about or, so it takes place in the 1890s um, in uh, in India, um, in a fictional village, um, Jampanir, where there is a British canton- cantonment, cantonment, maybe, um, and uh, the the British rule there um, is charging taxes on this village um, in the form of crops, but they can't pay the tax because there's been a drought. Um, and, uh, one of the British officers, um, Paul, I believe his name is, or that's the name of the actor, uh, Andrew Russell, Russell, yeah, yeah. Captain, Captain Russell, yes. Um, he kind of makes the king of, of this little, uh, province to eat meat, uh, who, and the king refuses, because he's vegetarian, So in sort of a way that, like, in my interpretation, feels like retaliation then raises the taxes on this village, you know, to twice the amount. Um, And when the villagers come to protest, Amir Khan's character really um, is against it, of course, and kind of is the voice of that. And in this sort of, like, cruel bet, the captain challenges Amir Khan's character, Bhuvan, to win a game of cricket, and if he wins, then the taxes are cancelled for the next few years, and if the villagers lose, then they have to pay triple times the tax. And so that up the stakes, and then the Indian villagers have to learn the rules of cricket, which are still confusing to me, even though I've seen this movie so many times, um, and win this game with the help of the captain's sister. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a very, I think standard sports movie um and i didn't really realize how much you know how like formulaic it is um until you know as as Kinjal mentioned like kind of seeing more sports movies you know growing up and kind of understanding what that means but i you know having watched it you know for, for this podcast and i watch it as an adult i'm really appreciating how you know well done all that it is and it's very effective it's very emotional it's very entertaining um, so are the two of you cricket fans in general? Like, do you watch because right now, I think the world cup is going on. Is that what it it's is. Called? So, <laughs> I know my dad keeps saying like, yeah, I'm going to wake up at 3am to watch cricket um, <laughs> and, and, but he, wa- we watch the highlights sometimes and he teaches me a little about it, but like, what about the two of you is cricket, something that you like, understand watch play. <laughs> So uh, for
2: me um, it's funny that you asked this question because whenever I talk to people about cricket, I always say I don't watch cricket. The only time I've watched cricket is in Lega
0: yeah <laughs>
2: and that's all I, that's all I tell um, and that's the truth. Um, I I also found it to be complicated just by watching it in the movie but I mean I tried to make make sense of it but uh, no I mean, not really a cricket fan. I mean, watching the movie did not make me think that, oh, okay, now I want to watch uh, cricket. It's still, till date, is probably the only time I've watched it for a long stretch of uh,
1: long stretch of time. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was, I'm a cricket fan. Definitely was not at the time. I barely knew anything about it. Um, during trips to India, like, one way to engage with my cousins there would be to play cricket, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I they never really... Where i didn't understand or was briefed entirely on the rules of it it was more just we're gonna go play here's what i need you to do just go stand in the field and, and not drop the ball and all right grab a bat and try to hit the ball so i think that was also part of and my 11 year old brain when i first watched it just not being as into that portion of it i've since learned more about the game i've definitely followed this cricket world cup that's going on ironically it's taking place in india they're the host country um, they're also playing very well, which helps. But I've followed this the like probably closer than any other cricket tournament, and I don't watch the full eight to ten hours that it's going on. But I'll watch the highlights as well yeah. and just kind of keep track of it Um, when I wake up. You know, half the half the match is over. So I do think when I was watching the movie again, understanding the rules a little bit more, and even like the the ten wickets, like that's your entire team is out. It's it's a little different than baseball, which we are just more exposed to here in the states. So that did, I think, help me help it move a little bit quicker from my perspective, like the movie itself. And I'm, I'm also just a sucker for any like gathering the the gang together or training yeah, montages. Yeah. Like Ocean's Eleven is like the best one in my mind for that. So yeah. seeing that portion, I, I enjoyed it more just because them talking about their different strengths. And that was a lot of it. A lot of it was fairly cheesy and very filmy. It uh, still kind of it made more sense from. The sports portion of my brain
0: yeah i mean i i totally agree with that and and i was kind of thinking like i mean last time i watched this movie was like i think i watched like a year ago actually um because it kind of comes and goes from netflix and i'm always kind of curious about it just because of you know having grown up with it but having this like weird resentment towards it but then also appreciating it um and i was kind of thinking like this movie has like a very like avengers feeling where it's like you know you had to get the gang together and they're figuring it out and arguing and stuff and then they have to like go against this enemy and just like has that like as you're saying that like oceans 11 energy of like you know we have to get the gang together and figure out everyone has a different role on this team and you know what are their strengths and then you know having the like uh having a character betray them and having someone from the other side come and help them out it's all very it's a cliche but it I think it
1: it works. Um and uh it also makes it really attainable yeah. I think for yeah. an audience member to to think all right none of these people played cricket before they played a variation in their village that they they called something else but all right this person you know works a lot with wood and now their ha- their hands are strong and now they're valuable to the team I think that made it seem relatable and people could connect to the characters on the team because they weren't all just you know, since birth been trained to be cricket players, like they they made it seem the the British army was.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, and I think broadly, I mean, one of the other reasons that the film was so successful was in addition to being accessible, in addition to being the story of the underdog, it married, uh, you know, two of the biggest passions of an Indian audience, which is of course, Bollywood and cricket yeah and and it did it in a way where you know it 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 worked it made cinematic sense um and uh you know i think audiences love to root for the underdog but they love that collective experience of also cheering and um, and that's what happened when it came out i mean when it played in theaters people were very reactive yeah, in the movie theater, and, and that in and of itself was uh, a unique experience, which, um, you know, which which really was testament to the impact that the movie had.
0: Yeah. I mean, I saw this movie in theaters with I think my dad and I went together. Uh, I don't know where my mom sisters were, but like I guess they didn't want to go. But it was just the two of us. And even though I had no idea what was happening, you know, like it was still very visceral. Experience and like I i was definitely part of that crowd that was like cheering and crying and just being like, I mean, the ending of this movie is just so powerful. Um, and even if you don't understand the game so much, you know, that feeling is there. Um, and all their ups and downs. Um, I, I do want to talk about the director, Ashutosh Gawadikar, because I was looking at his career and it's kind of crazy because like he kind of makes two movies that aren't that famous, and then somehow he, he comes up with Lagan takes it to Amir Khan, um, who loves the idea. And then he makes like two other really amazing epic movies that are even better than the one before. You know, there's Lagan, then Suarez and Joel Akbar, all three great movies that have, you know, huge impact, very political, very, like, very, um, you know, like leading towards like, you know, harmony and, and like ha- everyone helping each other. Um, and then, kind of, his career just kind of like takes a another little not nosedive, but like I don't know. He didn't. I think these three movies are so important and so impactful, and then just kind of doesn't. He can't live up to that. But um, what did you guys think about the you know about him as a director in general, and also the, his work in this movie?
2: Yeah. So uh, you know, um, so he started his career with uh, films Bella Nasha and Bazi. Mm-hmm. Um, both were thrillers uh, Bazi had Amir Khan in it also actually it didn't do that well and uh, you're right he he went to the idea with Amir Khan but as I understand when Amir first heard the idea he wasn't too convinced and he asked Ashutosh Kureka to work on it a little more he worked mm-hmm. on it still was not happy and I think at some point even Shahrukh got involved and then that didn't work out and then then it made its way back to Amir, and then Amir came in. Um, but Ashutosh there, I mean, um, yeah, uh, Lagan, Swades, Jodhapur, timeless movies, amazing. Um, and I think, you know, history is definitely his passion, because a lot of the films he made after that, Keleham Jeejaan Se, Pani Pat, uh, Mohenjo Daro, um, they're all rooted uh, in that. He also made a rom-com, What's Um, But, um, you know, I think with mohenjo Daro and Panipat, especially Panipat seemed very much like it was trying to copy a lot of the style that Sanjidhi Dhabhansali had Mm -hmm. in uh, Padmavats. You know, the villain had similar makeup. And so, you know, for me as an audience member, I was disappointed to see that stylistically. And then in mohenjo Daro, I felt that interesting topic but because the story was all fictional it ended up being like a Indian Spartacus in a way but it just it just just didn't come come together but still though anytime a movie of his is announced I'm still excited with that hope yeah. that he's yeah. gonna get back to those movies that he he made so well and I think his he just announced his new project recently which is a Film on um, Adi Shankaracharya, so that will really be be interesting. I know at one point he even was going to make a, a film on Buddha, that didn't happen, and then it was turned into a, a TV show. But but I, you know, I still think he's a great director and one who is passionate. He's not trying to cash in on on these things. So, but it's it's unfortunate that um, he, he couldn't match. He hasn't been able to match these earlier movies, but at the same time, those movies are so amazing. It's it's hard to get to that level.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I find it interesting that he still is able to like get these you know big budgets, get you know famous actors to be in his movies. Um, and I think it's. I mean, I just think that like, you know, I mean trying to find the next Lagan or the next Suarez or the next Jodakbar, I mean, that's impossible to do, but it's just interesting to think that, like, everyone's kind of... I think like the success of Lagan just becoming such an iconic classic movie and having this, like, mainstream appeal or or crossover appeal, I should say, I think that's really... I think he's still kind of, like, cashing in on the goodwill from from Lagan, especially in the other two movies as well, which I think we're also... I know Joker did well so I think maybe but it's not as well I I, sh- I think but um yeah I mean you know you, uh we talked about like, like this movie being very timeless and I feel like this movie just has a very classic look to it um the like the scene that really stands out to me is like the Baba and Hare scene I feel like that's just that was just so powerful and like it's so simple and just how just seeing, I mean, the theme of like this village kind of uniting together and this different provinces or the different villages in the province uniting together and just, um, you know, pulling out the last little glimpse of hope is really powerful. And I think that this, I mean, this movie just has so many great sequences like that that are just so full of like, I think like authentic, like authenticity and emotion and, just very it's like very elegant even for being a movie that takes place in you know the desert where everyone is literally dirt poor and but there's still such a like grace and elegance and like dignity to the movie
1: yeah the community aspect of the entire movie is really powerful and i think probably the strongest portion of it and obviously that parlays itself into a cricket match. But, yeah. you know, that, that song, I mean, a, a couple of the songs, Mithva is a, a song like that. um, The first song as well. I mean, just, and, and like the way that they're, it's not just the cricket players that are involved with the process. They're yeah. involving the entire community in terms of helping them train and, you know, making them food and making their, their um, gear and everything is, it's really powerful that way. And I think is it speaks very true to, how India is in general, and probably definitely was back during British rule in those smaller villages where all they had truly was each other and religion or faith. And so yeah. tapping into both of those things to the level that he did and in you know stripping them down to even less than they had, right? Like if you just film what was going on already, it's all right, these people are dirt poor. They have they're under British rule. And now to add on to that, all right, you're gonna owe three times as much if you don't win this match, strips them down even more, which I think really made the entire last half or last act of the film really powerful and made, even though you knew they were probably going to win, it still made it an emotional high um, when when the guy catches the ball out of bounds and and uh, the Indian squad wins.
2: And I think, uh, you know, one other thing uh, I'll mention, um, uh, which, which Kindle also alluded to, is that stylistically um, you know what he does really well in the climaxes is that you know as Ginjill said you know that they're gonna win otherwise there's no point to the movie right <laughs> but but the thing is I mean, that would be quite depressing if that didn't happen you know, a long
1: three and a half hours to lose <laughs> yeah, I mean
2: yeah, but uh, but the thing is is that you, the suspense in those matches, is still there so you know it's not like they're just winning everything right i mean you can see that they're struggling a lot and anytime that things work out it really is you know like it is in real real life games you know it, it's kind of like a little stroke of luck right? yeah and so you feel that 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 suspense and you can really sense that these guys are getting exhausted how tense they are so i think stylistically he um you know he, he does that really well and i think you know, uh, one comment or one speculation maybe is that um, in terms of his output of, of movies, I mean, why Lagan is different than what he made before and what he made after is is that, you know, he was at a point uh, where, you know, he, he didn't have too much going for him career-wise, as I understand. You know, he had two movies that he had made which didn't do well. He had been an actor, but he kind of left that space. So perhaps there was also this hunger and a fearlessness to make what you want to make and not worry too much about, should I put these commercial ingredients in there? Just take Mm -hmm. this unique story because what's the worst that can happen, right? You're kind of at a point where things are not going for you. So you can't, you can't get any worse, so to speak. So, he just stuck to his conviction and as his history shows that when you do that and you're not thinking about what will commercially work you do something better
0: yeah there's there's an element to this movie I think that really comes through which is that you know um, they really put everything into it and to me I feel like if this movie didn't hit with audiences or critics or awards or you know there was some element missing to it then, you know, Amir Khan probably would have would have been fine, but I think Gavadikar, for sure, I think, you know, this seems like this is the movie that he was like, this has to work and this has to... And I think that really comes through in the movie, and I think that's what makes it so powerful, is this element, like, it just seems like... I mean, it seems like a very difficult shoot. Like, they're in the middle of nowhere India. Like, I was reading about how, like, <laughs> Amir Khan was like, there are no hotels here, so we just have to, like, renovate a building and make it somewhere habitable for... You know our cast and crew um and that i read this really interesting little tidbit of trivia with i don't know how true it is but you know Khan was like okay there's only one bus that goes from where we're staying to the set and if you miss it you miss it um i really leaving it behind and then i think he was late one day and just didn't i think i'm pretty sure they went back and got him because he's the star but <laughs> it was pretty funny true though, a point,
1: though.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but you know, I um, I think the reason why this movie, and I think a lot of like I, I I've said in this podcast and this miniseries so many times that I don't like sports, but I do like sports movies, and I like sports romance movies especially because I think that added emotional element to sports movies. I think really for me makes them more interesting, more I think emotional, more I think timeless, and more. Um, and I, I chose this movie for this miniseries because I want to talk about it and and to have a cricket movie because they're, they're pretty rare, at least, you know, I mean, I know there are a lot of cricket movies now in India, but, um, I think even, even, even so, I think they're still pretty rare, but, uh, this movie does have a very, you know, interesting central love triangle, um, that's probably... You know, maybe maybe it's not exactly the most prominent relationship part of the movie, but it is, I think, a really interesting dynamic. Um, and, uh, you know, my my dad, when we were watching this, he was like, you know, the girls don't do anything in this movie. They just feed them and pray. And I'm like, yeah. Uh. And I was just thinking about how, like, if this movie were made today, like, there'd be some tomboy female character, female, like, villager that, like, insists on playing and she can, like run really fast and so they let her on the team. But I guess twenty years ago, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't have that, but I was thinking that like there would be some I think female on the team if this made me today. But you know, I was thinking about that. Um and uh yeah, I found this love story to be really interesting, especially as they, you know, related to the the myth of Radha and Krishna and Rukmini. Um because I feel like that's always something that that cuts alluded to a lot in these sort of epic love stories. Um, So I was wondering if you, if either of you had any kind of takes or thoughts on sort of the romantic angle of the film?
2: Yeah. I mean, the romantic angle is like you said, it's not the main focus, but it, it's, it's put in pretty well, you know, it, it works. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges in Bollywood movies that I feel is, is that I'm not always convinced when I see a romance on screen. Yeah. And um, this was one of the movies where I saw that it worked, both from the relationship between um, uh, Amir Khan's character and Gracie Singh's character, and even the love that, um, I think it's Rachel Shelley's, the British actress. Yeah. Her, you know, the love that she has for Amir's character. I mean, I, I thought it's done in a very sweet way sweet way particularly that aspect uh and um you know it, it it doesn't hinder what the main theme of the movie is um and what the main plot trajectory is and uh you know um, I mean I guess I guess spoiler alert we're doing spoilers right yeah it's um, fine <laughs> i mean at the, at the end you you do genuinely feel sad somewhere that it didn't work out between um, Amir and Rachel Shelley's character yeah uh, because you can s- the expression that she she's giving in that kind of end where she's saying her goodbyes I mean it's it's done so so well uh, uh, and um, uh so I, I think that I think that uh they did a great great job great job with that I think it would really be pathbreaking though if they did focus just on the Indian-British love. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That would have been a, a, a really interesting angle also in the movie if they had just focused on that um, as the love story. Uh, but but nevertheless, I think um, they did a great job with
1: it. So I really liked the character of Gori, Gori and I thought their love was, the story was really cute. And um Like traditional but you know a nice little part of of like that village they're flirty and families are close and yeah um just like innocent true honest love though so i alluded to earlier the one storyline that i thought i could do without and i understood why they kind of implemented it was was with this uh i think her name was elizabeth uh falling in love with the mere character just kind of out of nowhere just because he was trying to rally the troops and she was just like suddenly falling in love with him which was fascinating and then there are some portions about her character backstory like in a three hour and 42 minute long movie the one line that stands out is when she said she had no friends growing up and i just thought (laughs) where are they going with this is is that why she's falling in love with him because he has friends and he's the villagers of championing Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that, that was, I, again, I understand like why they did that to, to do the Radha Rukhmani Krishna angle and also as a way for her to help them out because it would have been even more ridiculous to think that they could just figure out an entire somewhat complicated game and, and, and win on their, on their own. So having her there as kind of a, a coach um, of sorts I and why she'd want to do that all kind of makes sense but that love story I thought could have either they could have worked on that a little bit more there could have been more somehow more groundwork in a 3 hour and 40 minute long movie to establish her why she loved him maybe there was more resentment to her own brother like adding yeah. more of that to why she liked him like maybe he stood up for her in public or something I don't know so that part it, it's, it felt a little saviory to me in some ways. Yeah. which I didn't love or joy and then it also in my mind her portion she gets a couple of of uh lines of a song that would have been my favorite song if it wasn't for the you mean I you're not in <laughs> eternal,
0: bliss. <laughs> eternal bliss oh yeah
1: like uh, yeah turn, like offering a kiss so yeah is uh yeah i the, mean it's <laughs> yeah it's like
0: it should be a meme because it's just like it's just so funny because like if you were to translate those lines into Hindi, like, they'd be so beautiful, I feel like. Yes, absolutely. I I have the same problem with, like, Slumdog Millionaire sometimes, because it's, like, these lines sound so clunky in English, because I feel like they were written by, you know, people who were writers in Hindi normally, and then had to, like, probably wrote the dialogue in Hindi and then, like, translate it back to English. And, like, maybe they weren't, like, native English speakers or English writers, I should say. And so it just feels like very. And I, you know, Javed Akhtar as a lyricist, I'm sure he's fluent in English, but he doesn't write in English um, normally. So I feel like it's just something was like there's a disconnect there. Um, But you know what? Now it's like 20 years later. We can enjoy it on like an ironic sense of, you know, like that might be the vows I say when I get married. You know, I don't know. Well,
2: you know Um. what's funny is um, what's funny is is that. Those lines, though, I still remember them. Very-
0: yeah. I don't remember the Yeah, words- absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: just remember those.
0: Um, so, you know, it, 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 it's funny because... For- <laughs> you know, impactful, I, I, for sure. Yeah, definitely memorable. Um, it's funny because, like, this love triangle I found really interesting because um, I think Gaudi on some level thinks she's, like, the Radha of this love story, but I, I think... Maybe I don't know if she even realizes it, but she's kind of the Rukmini, yeah. And um I think even like the narrator, Amitabh Bachchan, actually, um, like I think he calls Elizabeth the Radha in the story. But but then it's also like yes. I, I I think what can, I think what's missing for me is sort of like they try to play that Bovin is just not like Amar Khan's character is just not really aware or he's not like seeing it. And I think partially the language barrier, but I'm also like I don't know if a girl, if someone ever looked at me with the way she looks at him, I'm kind of like, I don't know how more obvious she could be because like everyone's seeing it except for him. Um, but I was kind of, I was, I think you're right in that, like, it should have been a little developed more because I was like, I feel like I remembered scenes of them, like, being alone together more and, like, talking and, like, but maybe yeah. it, it wasn't there um i was waiting for it as well it's hard to be like yeah this movie should have been an extra 10 minutes long but i'm like you know just go for the full four hours like you're already there (laughs) you know (laughs) and just add a little bit more because like yeah i think there was i think there's a version of this movie where she's sort of like the like central like point of view character almost because like she comes to this country and she has to like teach the villagers and yeah it's definitely kind of it's like a white savior thing but from the perspective of the people who are being saved which is a very interesting thing because yeah at the end they're like thank you madam or mamji and i'm like well this is yeah i think you're right that it's a little it's a little shaky i think um in terms of like the white savior thing but yeah i think there's something a little bit missing there um and I the part of the movie that I found really effective regarding this love triangle is when they're celebrating after the Indian team wins and she's going up to, to Amir Khan to kind of like hug him or congratulate him and she sees him kind of hugging and embracing Gracie Singh's character and just kind of has this like realization and just kind of like shrinks back to the the camp or back to her you know palace or whatever um, that, I thought that was a really effective moment, and I think that sold this love story a little bit more than their interactions in the beginning of the movie.
2: I mean, I also find it interesting that um, given all that's happening around her and given what the kind of political context was at the time, that, I mean, I, I find it interesting that she thought that there would be a shot. Like you know, it's just yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like right. it, I mean, sure. Realistically thinking, it 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 just what was going on. It just I don't think Captain Russell would ever approve of that thing. And um, uh, and it you know at that time it would it would it, it would just not. It would just not happen, I think. At
0: that, I feel like she watched the Disney Pocahontas one too many times. I was like, (laughs) I'll just take him back to England and we can save a bear, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's, I don't, yeah, it's kind of like we are missing that kind of like thing because, yeah, she says she doesn't have any friends, but like, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess you needed like one British character to be sympathetic because. You know, this movie probably, it, you you kind of need that balance just as you have, you know, Indian, the Indian characters who are all kind of good, but then also have their own prejudices and have their own, you know, selfish motivations and stuff. But <clears throat> I mean, I think I think even Amir Khan, like, I was a little surprised that he was shown as a noble hero, but also not perfect. Like, he messes up during the game. I think he's a little brash when he accepts this this bet. Um and uh but i i did appreciate the nuance of like i'm we're already screwed so might as well take this chance i like that but yeah a yeah. really um i feel like yeah like this i think the characters were i think were interesting and i think even like this you know this i think the you kind of need this i mean i think every bollywood movie like this kind of needs a love story and i feel like something would have been missing if it didn't have it but I agree that I think some a few more scenes, a few more minutes of kind of sp- spending time on it would have been helpful.
1: Yeah, there was, I mean, there was a good balance too with her being in love with Amir Khan's character and helping them out and Luka being in love with Gori, who he could not get, and so he helped out in some ways the British team. So it's like there was that balance a little bit, which yeah. I thought was also great. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, too, as you mentioned, they're just... A little more would have would have been great. But nonetheless, as Dirkamelli mentioned, those are the scenes I remember the most. Yeah. And the song I remember the most. And uh the actors I thought did it. I was I I was very impressed with all of the Hindi that the the uh English speaking <laughs> actors I mean spoke. I guess there's it sounded like mine.
0: Yeah, I was like there's there's nothing to do, so might as well learn. Gotta become fluent Hindi in one night. But I'm like, how did she become so fluent? <laughs> I mean she's <laughs> it's not fluent, but like she's very well versed and can be more so she's than conver- yeah, she's I, conversational, yeah. yeah. Conversational. Even this like dialect that even like we were having trouble understanding. Um, it's like it's not it's very traditional I think it's Avadi, actually. Yeah. Dialect. Tracy sings and it's a fascinating character to me or fascinating actor because she's in this movie that's like such a colossal experience and such a, you know, gigantic, you know, success. And, and she does Muna by MBBS, which I think is another kind of successful movie. Um, but then I feel like she kind of just, I don't know what, I mean, I don't really know what she's doing or kind of what, how, where her career went. Is she, um, but what do you think of her performance?
2: I thought, you know, she was a wonderful actress in all the movies that I, I saw of her, whether it be this one, whether it be Muna Bhai BBS, whether it be Arman also. Oh she, yeah,
0: no, that's a great movie. Uh,
2: Anil Kapoor and Amitabh and Chin, Zinta. I think she was, she, she was a great actress. I think the, the. The problem uh, career-wise, I think, which may have happened with her, unfortunately, at the time, was was that that was still the time when Bollywood is uh, transitioning into making different kinds of movies and having different kinds of actors. So they hadn't fully made that transition. They were still kind of stuck in the, you know, traditional hero, hero.
0: 90s, 2000s, yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, and... So, because they were still doing that, unfortunately, you know, majority of movies were made in that particular uh, language, so to speak, the glamorous thing. She didn't really get those roles, and by the time the transition was made in the movies for all kinds of actors to carry them on a regular basis, um, there was newer actors that were, you know, leading the charge. Like I felt comparable to her. Maybe some years later would be someone like a like an Anushka Sharma for instance mm-hmm. kind of. um uh so it's unfortunate what happened but it, it doesn't take away from the fact that whichever movies she did do um she did a great job she never overacted in any of the movies she um was was uh, uh very uh, natural and um you know having Lagan and andmundmbai m b b s on here filmography, I mean, you know, that's that's a blessing, in
0: my opinion. It's funny you mentioned Nushka Sharma, because when I was watching the movie last night, I was thinking about her in this movie and also in because <laughs> I'm like, those are two actors who are very good in their role, but kind of, never really able to, like, kind of recapture. I mean, I think the actress from Swades, I think she, like, full-on left. Like, I think she got married and left. But I was like, you know, Nushka Sharma could have played both very easily. Um, I think she balances that like modern and traditional thing very well. Um, And I think she's very believable with Amir Khan, um, as we saw later. But yeah, what about you, Kinjil? Any any thoughts?
1: Yeah, I really loved her performance. And then I went to look at her filmography after and was very surprised to see that she hadn't done a whole lot. And she danced really well. I thought the fact that she was able to match or even be more screen grabbing than someone like Amir Khan is really impressive and really hard to do, especially in this grand setting of a movie. And I really, I was, I looked forward to when her character was on screen. Um, And so, yeah, I was in shock. Honestly, I thought there was going to be some, very insightful story that one of the two of you had for me on why she either stopped working or or something happened, but it's kind of a bummer that we didn't get to see a career play out. Um, But yeah, I thought she was, she was wonderful.
2: I mean, I, I I think one of the sad things about her career um, that I, uh, that I I noticed and, and I've actually seen this movie out of curiosity, but you know, it's not a movie I'm proud of watching, but she did a movie in 2008, I think, called uh Desh Drohi. Um and this movie was with a guy named uh, Kamal Gamal Rashid Khan or KRK as he goes by. And he's you know he he's like a film critic uh type of person. He basically trolls Bollywood. And um, he's become popular by doing that. But he made one movie where he was the main star. Um and I was really surprised to see that Greasy Singh was the lead in that movie and i still don't know why i mean she either she got paid really what i would hope would be an insane amount of money to do that
0: yeah
2: um or she was absolutely desperate which i hope was not- <laughs> yeah um, because that's widely considered one of the worst Bollywood movies of all time and if wow. you guys look it up um i'll, I was just I'll, share, at the I'll share with you one out. song after. yeah uh, okay. for yourself um, <laughs> why it is you go from to something like that um
0: so yeah i, I think like endorsement have, for that movie yeah i mean look if you, if you tell me something like the worst movie of all time i'd definitely be more curious to watch it <laughs> yeah if
2: it's
0: but, on youtube if you have two and a half hours to, uh, to kill okay it. well that's that's maybe about like Two hours and fifteen minutes more than I don't want to spend on it. <laughs>
1: um <laughs> that's when but, watching a movie in two times speed is. I yeah, right, it. exactly.
0: Um I feel like she is such a very, yeah, she's very charming. She's very personable. I think she has such a good command on the screen. And um and I think like her dancing and even her like song acting was really um was really effective. And I feel like song acting is something that doesn't really get a lot of um notice just because i don't feel like whenever i feel like whenever i watch indie music and people like once a song comes everyone's like okay let's go fill our water or go to the bathroom and stuff and i mean i i, I do it too but um yeah i was just like re- like really taken with with her performance and yeah it's just i hope that like you know now in this sort of like you know why post like weinstein thing you never quite know why an actress left the industry or what happened i hope I hope it wasn't like yeah, that, but yeah. it just uh, it made me sad because like, I mean, I feel like this was such a thing in like the 90s and like you kind of got these like young actresses who get got these big breaks with like these huge stars. And then it's, you know, they're very successful and they win awards and the movie very, it's a big hit, but it's like hard to like, I guess like once you're in a movie like Lagan, like kind of where do you go from there? You know, like once you've like taken the movie to the Oscars, like what do you like, what do you do? Um, like it's and, hard, it would be hard to see her in like, like a secondary role after kind of playing the lead in this. I mean, I know she was kind of the second lead, but you know what I'm saying? It's like hard to like kind of top it once you've reached this huge, I mean, it's like kind of like how I feel about when like really young actors win Oscars, like for like, like lead actor, right. or, you know, it's kind of like, how do you like, there's no way to go up, you know? So it's kind of hard to.
2: Yeah. Well. I mean, I was I'm still I was gonna, figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say that, uh, typecasting especially at that time was mm-hmm. a big problem in bali but now of course yeah. it's better people realize that you can do different things right but it's possible that like you said that because it, it was such an impactful movie that she maybe got typecast as being the village girl or something even though she yeah. did a few you know non-village roles in her movies she probably yeah. got typecast and uh, i know that that happened with a lot of the supporting actors. I mean, Yashbal Sharma, who um, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: played Lakai, a lot of the movies he did afterwards, he played, you know, either these small town characters or villager characters, which are very similar. Yeah. Um, But I'm sure he's an actor that has more to offer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about, like, I have two other things that I want to mention. Um one of the like, how to talk about the songs, Airman soundtrack. I think of course a soundtrack that was played over and over again in many many households. Um either of you which is the fa- which is your favorite song and this might be a separate question or the same question What's your favorite like song sequence in the movie.
2: Um I think I I like I I'm going to mention two songs actually. Yeah. So I really like Um, because it's so sweet it's soothing it's it's emotional um so i I love that but i also really like Mm -hmm. like um i think it's like a pumping pumping song to get the team together and uh um i think this is one of arman's best soundtracks because i mean not only is is the music different but it's very situational. None of the songs are there just for the sake of having a song. They all are telling a key part of the story. Whether it's you know ganan the you know, the, the excitement of possible rain coming, mitvah trying to, you know, motivate, get rid of fears, uh Orichori, the romantic song, Palan Hare I mean, they all are telling a key part of the story. So I think it's it's one of those ARm uh, Rahman soundtracks
1: that will always be remembered. Mm-hmm. For me, mine would have been Ore to except for I, I really just can't get over the, <laughs> <laughs> the portion that Elizabeth has. It just it's it's just so different than the rest of the song, which is yeah. beautiful. That it, it just it it throws me off. So I think rather. Casey uh, Nigjali is probably my favorite of um, the songs. I think the dancing's great. It reminds me of that song from Virzara too that they do. I forget what it's called.
2: Um, one.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it's just like fun villages, like coming together and and singing and dancing and you know having those those wonderful evenings. So that's probably my favorite. I think. Um, the great dancing from everyone amir khan's not known to be a, a great dancer but a good like as as you both mentioned kind of like character dancer and i thought he did yeah. a great job in that song um without i think he some people overdo those types of character dancing and he didn't do that so that's probably my favorite but really the entire soundtrack is is great and it would be interesting to line it up with all of the rest of ARM on soundtracks or now to see uh which one would be people's favorites, but I feel like it's kind of an underrated soundtrack, especially for like when I, in general with this movie, I feel like it doesn't come up with my generation or our generation when talking yeah. about yeah. our favorite Bollywood movies. I think maybe because there's not that big dance number that we all, dance to at some wedding like there is with a lot of those shot movies um or even you know like Rithik was coming right. up at that time too right. so th- this movie just doesn't come up that much and thus I don't think about the songs that often I've never in my nostalgic moments which are very often when it comes to listening to music I never fire up the Lagon soundtrack but um, I may have to loop some of these into the playlist now
0: that's a really interesting point because um, I don't think I've ever done that either. I think maybe Ode Chori for a while um, was a song that I listened yeah. to a lot. But um, yeah, this definitely, I mean, I feel like whenever I hear people talk about like the best Ehriman soundtracks like Thal, and they'll say come up and, um, you know, um, and some of his like later works as well, but uh, really, well, even going back to like Rangila and stuff, but yeah, I don't, I feel like I don't really hear about yeah on as much and I think it's because like yeah it's the songs are very situational and like they're very I I think they're very appealing they're very you know interesting I think they're very like they're you know they have they're hummable they're catchy but they're not like big like crowd pleasers (laughs) you know there is no like yeah as you're saying there's no like club number that we can all you (laughs) know dance to although I feel like we should do a dance to Jalajalo you know (laughs) at the next party (laughs) (laughs) um you know get all all our fists together um but yeah i i feel like for me mitrava is probably my favorite song and it's probably my favorite sequence in the movie i found that to be really effective just like that whole it was very inspiring and you know something that i've as i've gotten more comfortable with hindi is really getting to like hear lyrics and not just read the subtitles because that's something that i really struggle with is that like i watch the subtitles and I just feel like I read the subtitles and I'm not really hearing like what they're saying or what they're singing. And so being able to do that and pay attention to li- lines and myth of I, I think are really special. Um, and yeah, I just feel like this movie, the soundtrack is very, um, very eclectic. It's very, it's like, has that like village feel, has that classic feel, but doesn't feel like old or old like dated. It still feels like very exciting. It's like Aramon e. really pushing himself. And so um yeah, I yeah, it's a great soundtrack. I'm gonna play the songs on this podcast. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um I'll edit them in here and there. Um I also want to talk about the cinematography by Anal Meta, who is like if you look at his career, like the movies he's worked on are like crazy. Like he did Virzada, he did Kalhana Ho, even like more modern stuff like Wake Up Sid he did and um, you know, worked with like Garan Johar and Yastropra, and um, obviously, Govaryk are here. Um, he directed Ajahn with Mali Dixit. Like, just an incredible career. And I, this movie has, so, I mean, this movie takes place in the desert and has all these like amazing vistas and landscapes, and just a lot of shots of like very small people up against like these giant, kind of like wide. You know, terrains and 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 stuff, and it just looks like. I, I felt like every every few minutes I was like, "Wow, this is an incredible shot." I need to like screenshot this at some point and just have like, just like have it there as like pictures. But um, yeah, it's like it's such an incredible movie, and it's really not, not a surprise. Like when I watch it now, it's really not a big surprise that it was such a, you know, crossover hit. Um, actually, I, I do want to talk about the Oscars a little bit, um, because like, this is like the third of three, uh, third of three Indian movies to, uh, get nominated. Um, and you know, India submits a movie every year and they hardly get nominated. And I think i America- I think I read this and m- maybe you might know a little bit better, but I remember reading a lot about how he, like he and are like took this movie to festivals and they really put a lot of effort into like marketing it here and there are a lot of quotes from like American journalists, you know, on the review page. So I feel like a lot of Americans, a lot of, a lot of like film critics, at least in America saw it. Um, but it, it is one of those things where, I mean, even when you go a movie like R.R. from um, last year, it's like movies about like, you know, the imperialism, but then also about like very poor, you know, kind of destitute people. Um, because the other ones are like Mother India, which is also very similar about like nation building and people kind of, and like that, like bootstraps type narrative. And then Salam Bombay, which is of course about, you know, the slums of Bombay. All three great movies, you know, have nothing against them, but it is it is interesting to see like how these very similarly themed movies are the ones that kind of cross over enough to get, you know, nominated to be seen. Whereas like even like something like K3G probably wouldn't even get, shown here as much. I mean, I, I know I saw it here, but like, I don't know. I was just, I was kind of thinking about that when I hear about what movies are making a splash in America from India.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, so I think a, a point about the actual Oscars event that happened with Lagan and then what they did. So um, I don't know how much this is talked about, but um, of course the movie has to have merit right. to get the Oscars. But another big part of it is the lobbying you do for your movie. Um, and I think a lot of Indian movies that have been chosen by India to go to the Oscars, they haven't either done too much lobbying or they haven't had the resources uh, to do lobbying. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, I remember in 2005, I think Baheli was chosen. Yeah. Oh, so, but. Um, I I don't think there was that kind of lobbying push because I think the belief was that the film should speak for itself, which I subscribe to that. But I think Amir Khan and Gawai they did a lot of that. And I think that that helped aside from the fact that it was also a big, um, a big commercial success. Uh, I think also the Oscars in which Lagan was selected was, the first time where I actually not only watched the Oscars or at least watched them fully, but it was, I was actually invested. Yeah. I remember there was an article in the Washington post um, arts section about and I remember I was so excited. I I cut out the news article and kept it. I'm like, Oh wow. Bollywood movie has, you know, uh, has made it. Um, And I was very sad when, when they didn't win. And I remember I was trying to, uh, you know, just trying to see where's Amir Khan, what's the reaction. <laughs> and I think it was some war film that had won. Um, but um, I think given the fact that Legan got there and no other movie has been able to get there, RR was close. But yeah. It got to the Globes, I think, but it didn't get I think now you can look back and really think what an important moment it was that it got nominated, irrespective of whether there was lobbying or no lobbying. Um, the fact that it got there and nothing else has since then, um, I think that's a really important uh, thing to note. I also remember, for all of us Shah Khan fans, that um, that year, there was, um, Lagan was not necessarily the the only consideration within India to go to the Oscars. Shah Rukh had Ashoka that year, which his goal was also to try to get that to, to the Oscars. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if there's a push for this, but it was also the year that Gadhar came out. I think Gadhar and Lagan came out the same day, actually. Yeah. And Gadhar, of course, had its own huge success. It was technically a bigger success than Lagan. Um, with dealt with partition. So, um, you know, Lagan was able to stand out amongst uh, all these movies um, as well. So uh, I think these are important things to note in terms of its Oscar journey.
0: Yeah, um, so the movie that won that year was No Man's Land from uh, from Bosnia. Uh, it's on Tubi right now. So I think I should watch it because I feel like I've spent 20 years resenting it. So maybe I should actually watch it. Because like I, I was looking at some reviews and it seems like it's actually a really good movie, so um, I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure it is if it won. But um, I was I was would wonder what would have happened if Lagan had won that year. I, I feel like you know it, I I don't know what the Bosnian you know film industry is like, and if anyone from Bosnia has listened to this, you know, let us know if people watch No Man's Land as much as we watch Lagan. But I, I do think that because India is such a like big and expensive and cross-national film industry that's kind of popular all over the world, I wonder if Lagan winning would have pushed it to become a little bit more crossover here in America. Um, and I think it's happening. I mean, I think RR is for sure, like, a big movie. Uh, it wasn't submitted by India for the Oscars. And there's a whole conversation about, like, you know, the strategy that the Indian submission committee has with what movies they send to the Oscars and what they don't. And I feel like there's a little bit of a, in my opinion, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like there's a little bit of a prejudice against more like mainstream mass appeal movies um, these days. Cause like RR, if RR RR, RR had gone to the Oscars, then it definitely would have been one or at least win competitive um, against uh, all quiet on the Western front, which won um but um they didn't send it they sent something else that was a little bit more artsy and esoteric which is i'm sure a great movie but uh, at front of me is like well do you want to win or do you want to like like what's the end game what's the strategy here um and you know like when they sent paheli i think paheli was a great choice because it was it's, made, it's mainstream appeal it's very indian it feels very bollywood but it's also a very smart and subversive movie um and I think if Shah Rukh Khan and, and Rani Mukherjee and whoever else, Amal Balika, of course, if they had come to lobby it, I feel like it would have been more of a com- 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 it would have been more of a um, it would have had more of a chance to uh, to get nominated or at least be seen by more. So it's 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 an interesting kind of dilemma that I, I have with Indians at the Oscars. I mean, it was really exciting to see R, R win and um, you know, I think there's also a chance that it had gotten more nominations because uh, I felt like all my American cinephile friends were talking about it, talking about it all year long for for almost an entire year. They were talking about it. Um, fact, Angel, your dad and I talked about it on the phone once because he, I think, he introduced it at a screening or a festival. He did.
1: Yeah. he did. I had heard it from not. I mean, the two of you usually tell me which movies I need to watch, and I hadn't heard it from the two of you first. It was from <laughs> random. You know, like Hollywood critics that had yeah. mentioned the movie, and yeah. so one day I started watching yeah. it, and I I thought it was fantastic. I I do. There's probably there's so many. Well, now there's luckily more and more voters for the Academy Awards, which is good. But I do think there was probably a, a portion of the Academy that viewed foreign films as if unless they're like representing their own country yeah. and very patriotic, then it's not worthy of the Academy Awards, yeah, which yeah. is why gone fit and people know about the British rule story plus sports, which is a, a great combination of all those things to, for yeah. those voters and something like K3G or, or some of, you know, those more um, stereotypical Bollywood movies. Um, a lot of those are, there's a lot of like cultural humor that only fits for people that understand like yeah, yeah. <laughs> how people in India are and, and okay. how the family dynamics are. And so it wouldn't resonate entirely for for maybe to stay a neutral observer of, of the film, but I do think it was a miss last year to not submit RRR. I think, especially, I mean, the fact they won best song was fantastic and being putting that putting it up for um, obviously it would have probably made the the list for um, foreign film, but it could have snuck in, especially with 10 best picture nominees. There was, there was chatter about it, yeah. potentially sneaking into that as well. Yeah. And so I think that just is a, I, a kind of a rising tide situation, there is that balance of making sure if Lagan had won in 01 with a relatively kind of unknown director coming out of nowhere in many ways, an actress coming out of nowhere, there could have been a lot of really bad copycats in India yeah. and other places trying to find or make up stories that were very symbolic to um you know indian pride or or sports or things like our villages and and things or british rule as well and that could have been actually really bad so i will (laughs) hindsight obviously is 2020 but i will take it as a win that we got the glory of the nomination with um but didn't have to deal with the potential negative fallout of an actual win
0: yeah and
1: amir khan would have been insufferable if he won oh god
0: yeah um yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. What if, and I, I wish I had control over what gets sent to the Oscars by India. I was, I thought, because a lot of my, a lot of my American friends are watching Rocky or Ronnie, either on Amazon prime or in the theater. Cause it was like, it was like Rocky or Ronnie was playing over so long. Um, and at least in like New York and DC and, or maybe or like New York and like kind of other cities in LA maybe, and I was like, they should have sent that. But I, again, that's like very cultural specific. And it's very, you know, it's very specific in India. So I, I agree. Um, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, I really, I, I don't know. I think Legan is such an interesting cultural moment. But um, kind of before we finish up here, any kind of last final thoughts, any kind of scenes or moments you want to bring up just to give them a little quick shout out?
2: Yeah, I think um, before I share kind of my my favorite uh, moment in the movie, I think one other point I'll mention about Lagan is, um, this is kind of interesting, but Lagan was the first uh, Bollywood movie that I saw at a normal video rental store. So oh, wow. I went and they had like, it was VHS still existed at that time. So they had like a two cassette uh, Lagan VHS from Sony, I think it was. Um, and kind of a fun fact about that is I'm, I'm sure that that was legitimate, but the actual Lagan DVD didn't release till many years later. And it was like this big commemorative book-like thing. And, and I think it also, I don't know if it came with it or, or it's separate, but I'll mention this for the viewers, is that there's actually a whole full-length documentary about the making of Lagan. I think that's on Netflix as well. I, I forgot what the English title is. The Hindi title is Chale Chalo. Um, but that's a very, very interesting watch. Um, but, uh, but Lagan was really the first Bollywood mainstream movie I saw on the shelves, uh, alongside, um, interestingly, Mission Kashmir, which Sony also... <laughs> I picked up, which, which I didn't know. Um, That's funny. In, in terms of my my favorite scene in the in the movie, um, it's 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 actually there's two. One is kind of the drama of the moment of right before Gunan Gunan starts, where the clouds are moving in and you can see the the joy on the villagers' face, and then at the end of the song, after this whole thing, the clouds start start going away. Just, just devastating to see. And then, of course, everything, uh, actually after the cricket match, you know, the whole emotional moments with, um, with Elizabeth. And then even just the way that, that the movie ends, you know, with Amitabh Bachchan's narration, um, that it, it makes it sound so, um, like like it's like a true story because I think he says that oh you know all this happened but everything was lost and
0: yeah I like that too history
2: history thing and then it just yeah. boom it just ends there's no like it just it just ends perfectly so I think these things um these things stayed with me
1: Angel? For me, I just like to give a shout out to Amir Khan's character for both um, bringing interracial love into the world and solving the caste <laughs> system problem, as well as being a world-class athlete and romantic. No, um, <laughs> uh, I'm just, a, a, a scene in particular is, is really tough. I, I actually want to kind of touch on to the, the cinematography portion that you mentioned, Manu, earlier. During the cricket match, I thought it was really impressive how, in order to really showcase cricket and for the audience to understand what's going on, it has to be a lot of zoomed in and like close to the athlete shots, which can make it seem like a small scenario and and really intimate. But when they were able to pan out and show the villagers, like not only right around where where the field is, but also like up in the hills and just like hundreds or thousands of people watching the the match and their livelihood essentially depending on it, I thought was really powerful. And so I think that that one of those cutscenes where there are like a lot of heavy sports and then panning out to the rest of the community was probably my favorite portion of it because it kind of wrapped everything that happened in the first three hours of the movie yeah. up for that for that last portion.
0: Yeah. I mean there's this movie really has a sense of scale um, and really doesn't let you forget that there's a lot at stake here. Um I, I think a really emotional scene for me is when the um the Sikh villager comes and, and says that, you know, he used to be in the British Army and he just couldn't take anymore, so now he's here to fight just because it's the right thing to do and that like I think there's a line where he's like there's whatever form of fighting against them that uh, he'll do it. Um and he talks about how he can throw it and um just i've again it's this idea of like that this is just more than just a game uh and not that anyone forgets that but it's easy to kind of get like it's easy to or not easy but it's you know it's part of the fun of the movie is that you having this whole like getting the team together and they're practicing and stuff but it's like god this is so real and so um you know so meaningful and that they can now live their lives in peace having won this match um and also i also really appreciated that the referees were very fair because yeah. there's definitely a version of this movie where they're like cheating or something but i also imagine that british people take cricket very seriously and that they'd find it like insult to the game to cheat and, and stuff so i appreciated that a lot um and so it was, it's a good little detail about, like, you know, that this game is means something to them, too. And that, like, you know, you know, it's just like I, I like that a lot. And yeah, I don't know. I, I just kind of final thoughts on this movie before we finish up is just that, like, it's really entertaining. It's really it flies by. It's very long, but it does fly by. Um, and it's worth I think there's not a second wasted in this movie. Um, and definitely, nothing like it's not boring. I don't think at any point it's not, you know, it doesn't drag. Uh, it feels very immediate and urgent. Um, yeah, really, really great movie. Thank you both so, so, so much for doing this with me. It's so much fun. Chat, of course, me, you guys are my cousins. It's great talking to you, but it's it's, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so thanks so much. Is there anything you wanted to? bring up or mention, I, this is the part where I do plugs for my guests who are, have podcasts or who write and stuff, um, but if there's anything you want to mention or give a shout out to anything else you're watching or interested in, I'd love to hear about it.
2: Um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll mention one more point about yeah. Lugan, um, uh, which is that, um, you know, we talked about how Ashutosh Gowariker uh, it was really important for him, but it was also really important for Amir Khan because I think the two movies he had right before this was Mun, which is a decent movie, but then there was the ever evergreen classic *Mela*.
0: Oh, which me mela.
2: Right before *Lagan*. <laughs> yeah. You guys have seen that *Mela*. Uh, I mean that movie *Mela*. You yeah, guys, yeah. Of course. Um, what exactly it was like. Uh, so, uh, so, so you know. I think he also had a lot at stake uh, in a way um, to get this. So so it's interesting that after Lagan onwards, I think he did very unique uh, movies where, you know, his Mr. Perfectionist tag was very evident.
0: Yeah.
2: Because he had up until recently, he had pretty much nonstop success with movies that had very um, unique uh, themes. Um, I guess in terms of, any other final thoughts of plug? Um, uh, you know, I, I think um, I'm looking forward to soon seeing Tiger three, um, the newest Bollywood release with another Khan, Salman Khan. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, um, there's also that whole masala mainstream genre, which is still thriving. And, um, you know, exciting to be back in theaters after the pandemic to see these big screen uh, spectacles. And uh, hopefully we'll have something that has the same impact as Lagan uh, soon, that lasts forever. Cause I feel we don't make too many classics anymore. Um, And hopefully we'll get something to the Oscars that will
0: win. You can only hope. Um, Kinjil, is there anything else that you are excited about, interested in?
1: Yeah, well, I'm excited that in general, you know, there's more and more Indian movies that are accessible for people across the world to to watch, you know, whether it's through Netflix or Prime. And so whether it's the quote unquote Masala style movies or more artistic or historic in Bollywood movies, something out of everyone in India, not just Bollywood, I, I'm glad that people are opening their eyes. I saw, you know, similar people that aren't from India or have any ties to Bollywood or Tollywood. To talking about Javon and, and other movies like that so it, it's been great to see that explode and um, Lagan's definitely you can't write the history of Bollywood without it so mm-hmm. um, but big this thanks for inviting us to to talk about this especially' such a massive movie um we're always around I don't know what else we're fitting um in your podcast <laughs> schedule to to talk about or qualified enough oh to God. talk about Any, um, anything yeah. But, but, uh, always around and, and uh, so thanks for having us. This was a lot of fun. Look my heart you if you do a thousand a, words
0: for you.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you do an Anjam and goila special yeah.
1: we'll,
0: be... <laughs> well, you know that brings me to my kind of <laughs> I won't rewatch
2: it though. But... no.
0: I mean, you have Anjam is a classic, that's for sure. Um, is okay, I feel like I know the answers for both of you, but you know, I just wanted to ask for posterity. Can you guys rank the cons? We can add Fabi Khan too, just to make it a little bit more fun and Queen Kapoor Khan, if you want. Um, but like rank them as your favorite to least favorite. I feel like I might know the answer, but just, I'd love to hear it. Um,
2: for me, um, so I, there's two ways I look at these rankings. In terms of favorite, I would say Shah Rukh is number one. Uh, Amer, Seth, uh Salman.
0: Okay.
2: In terms of um, acting ability, I'd put Shah Rukh, Seth,
0: Amir um, so Yeah, I love that. That's great. Kinjal.
1: I th- I think mine would I think Vikram's acting and my favorite are are the same. So I would have Shark number 1 no matter what and probably Salman last. Um I enjoy Safe more even though I I do think Amir Khan's had more you know traditional success by those merits of winning awards and everything, but um I think Saif brings a a style of acting that is both, like, he can be a lead actor, but he can also take a secondary role, like, in Calhona and still be really vibrant and pop off screen. So he'd probably be number two for me. That's also out of many resentment towards Amir Khan. But uh, <laughs> Shah Rukh Khan is still uh, number one, no matter how you place it. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, for me, Shah Khan is Shah Khan. You know, we were just watching Devon on Netflix earlier, and we were talking about how Shah Khan's, like, playing characters that are like probably 20 years younger than he is, but somehow he pulls it off in ways that Amir Khan or Salman Khan or even... I mean, Saif Ali Khan can pull it off too, but somehow, you know, Shah Rukh Khan pulls it off in a way that his other contemporaries don't. Yeah, for me, Shah Rukh Khan is the best then probably Saif Ali Khan, then Amir Khan, then Salman Khan. Green Kapoor is, like, probably number two for me, if I were to add her in there. I know she, she's not a She Khan. levitates
1: above one for you, Manu, we know <laughs> that. <laughs> she's not a whole other
0: level, you know, You because know, she has that, you know, she's Greena Um Well, thank you both, and, you know, thanks to listeners. Uh, please follow the podcast at It's Pod Uh Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Um, you know, next episode, we're talking about... Um, Going back to America with Bull Durham, the uh, baseball movie with Susan Sarandon. So that'll be a lot of fun. Really excited to talk about that. Um, kind of, yeah, a really, really fun, romantic movie. Um, and yeah, just listen to Lagon soundtrack, watch the movie and, and I'll figure out, teach me how to play cricket. <laughs> All right, thanks everyone.
2: It melts like offering a kiss. No drop of rain, no glowing flame has ever been so
1: real If being in love can feel like this, then I'm in love for sure.
2: What in my mind. in my mind. He do bother to me. मुरी दिल में कहीं एक तीर जठा आया है कमान पर